Hello everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Grudgens. I know this is very, very late, hence why a lot of you may be listening to this podcast uh, in tomorrow instead of today, but I've had such a packed schedule. I am currently um, resitting my GCSE maths, which will be available next week, so there could be a lot of podcasts that slow down, but I've decided to get one of these out and start the week with a ranking podcast, and today I'm going to be ranking all 13 X-Men movies from the worst to the best. Now, just want to specify that this is just my list. This is not the right list, or this is not a list that you guys should follow. It's just my opinion. I would love to hear yours. You can do this either by telling me via a direct message via my Instagram, or you can create your own podcast channel over here on Anchor and do more film-related podcasts like myself. The second thing here is that we are including every single X-Men movie that was distributed by Fox from the year 2000 to the year 2020 so 20 years worth of films jam-packed into one ranking that includes all the deadpool films the wolverine trilogy the new mutants as well and plus the main x-men films so get ready for this next podcast and i really really hope that you guys can agree with me a little bit about it let's start let's start my ranking of all 13 x-men movies from the worst to the best and number 13 is x-men origins wolverine easily coming in in last place for me is wolverine's first solo movie um there are so many problems with this film you know hugh jackman is acting the way out of it he's doing trying to do such a good job but what are the best things about the Wolverine character is that his motives and his ideas were very very different to the other X-Men characters but what triggered that it was just a massive money grab you know characters such as Blob Wade Wilson and Gambit were just chucked in there Deadpool was just an awful version Sabretooth was actually quite a nice um addition in it to be fair but there were so many things and the CGI action sequences looked dreadful and if you think that's the 21st century film and that bad cgi the explosions there are so many things wrong with this film and easily is last from last place for me coming in at number 12 is x-men the last stand the third film in the original trilogy could be actually controversially lad last because it's my least in most enjoyable film i will watch origins wolverine again this one i will not at all but the use of death and fighting things was the only best action sequences and it just made so many bad decisions i've actually brought this dvd on this film on dvd and i've watched it again and there's so many different storylines gene gray's uh, dark phoenix was just chucked in there magneto for some bizarre reason was in a wood there's no metal in the wood and um, They've introduced some mutants which some, with some actually quite nice and cool abilities, but they won't be seen in later X-Men films. Um, only the like I said, only the action scene um, at the end is really only justifies this film for not being in last place for me. And it's such a bad end of a movie trilogy that up until it was actually doing quite well coming in at number 11 is the new mutants the most recent and final film under the fox banner just misses out on the top 10 for me 
It's entertaining, but it's very, very frustrating at the same time. The action sequences were excellent and had sub- subtle horror elements, uh, paying good respect to the comics, but allowed it to be such a different superhero film where it doesn't have to be mainly action. It can bring in them other elements which we've not seen from another superhero film um, to date. I do think a small team of mutants allowed about four to five characters to feel very developed and central to the plot. The pacing was far too quick and these X-Men were not as interesting with their powers as they possibly could have been. There wasn't really a substantial villain as it kept changing every 30 minutes and allowed you know, certain characters who looked very important to the overall story just become villains for the sake of it. Um, it was more dis- disappointed, I think, because so many people were waiting for it for so many years, and it it definitely was not the way. It's a very, very frustrating film um, to round off Fox's 20-year uh, journey with these mutants. At number 10 is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Controversially entering the top 10 is the last official X-Men film under the Fox banner. It's another alright one. It's another one where you go, okay, another X-Men film. You don't want that when you're you're concluding something. The story was interesting, allowing the audiences to see the personal side of the mutant, the trailer, and... You know, the cast spoil really this mystique death, even though we were seeing, seeing it happen. They just basically just said, oh, yeah, mystique's dying. Here, here's what they see in the trailer. Why? Um, the villain, obviously, behind it was just so stereotypical. And Michael Fassbender really was the only one that was really acting it out of it the certain character changes especially with beast just feels a bit weird because you're like he'll never betray him why are you doing that it just is a very very messy film and not something that i want to see as as an end to to the to the films under the fox banner and number nine is x-men apocalypse another controversial film in the main universe just entering the top 10 for me and it's a very different x-men movie as it's all the mutants fight against sort of a big enemy i think since X-Men The Last Stand, that really was, we hadn't seen just an X-Men versus a big enemy and sort of them conflicting sides of good and evil because they didn't really have a villain and they were just more arguing with themselves. Uh, it sees us link together the old X-Men movies to the new ones uh, a little bit more than we saw in Days of Future Past as we see the past of the much-loved character sort of bringing back. Not the most entertaining entry but it's definitely going to always be middle of the pack and number eight is x-men the first film in the 20-year franchise comfortably sits within the top 10 it's a different part of the success of marvel and introduce a franchise that will bring in sci-fi fans to the superhero genre the action is different and it kick-started in some of people's incredible careers and um, just to name a few Halle berry hugh jackman funky jansen um had James Marsden said that these were relatively unknown actors and watching them now 20 years ago you think wow this is where it all started for them obviously bringing in legacy players like McKellen and Patrick Stewart sort of added that nice sort of link there were it's definitely issues that stereotype with um, Storm it was just 
bizarre and Sabretooth looked ridiculous so there there was there there was definitely problems that you can't really ignore if you're a fan of the genre but it's an it's a beginning and it's not as bad as the other ones and number seven is the wolverine the second film in the wolverine trilogy is once again actually another controversial pick for me um is action-packed it takes us into a setting as sort of a vulnerable wolverine that linked back to the original x-men film but he was in japan um it's not the best film but it's probably the least memorable because literally the only tie to the original x-men film was just a subtle mention of dream gene gray from time to time so that there aren't a lot of things that i can really vouch for this film but i just think the action the third act as well the new setting and the different sort of world building it was doing for the x-men was just a nice touch for in my opinion Coming in at number six is X-Men First Class. Just missing out on the top five is the first rebooted film. And actually, this is one of the most entertaining X-Men films with a lot of unanswered questions starting to get explained. Um, I do think that McAvoy and Fassbender's relationship had to work to make this film successful. And in my opinion, it didn't disappoint. It showed the good times of Magneto and Professor X. Something that was, again, refreshing because we'd always seen them as frenemies, people who really should trust each other but has a need. This one was, we have got the same ideas here, but have we? I think that was a really nice sort of element of their friendship that had been hinted at but not really developed um it was there was the new mutants not the actual new mutants but the the the, the new ones that they brought into this film some were developed some weren't but again you had to have that sort of death in it um to sort of get people sort of wanting to do it and wanting to care but it was a good start to the prequel trilogy and it's one of the films which i'd happily watch again at any time and number five is the X2 X-Men United. Uh, the second film of the series enters the top five for me. And it is one of the most underrated films in the series for me. It goes on a bit too long with more talking rather than action. And it sort of sets up this last stand idea about mutants not really being accepted in society. But I think developing Wolverine's character was fantastic. He saw... His chemistry with everybody as well and the different stories coming together. William Stryker was a great villain. He's probably one of the most memorable villains within this X-Men universe. But I just think this film is just another stand um, to sort of develop the story and see how they can do with this. But the action scenes were cool. The romantic elements I didn't really care for. But it was character development and that's what we got to do in a sequel. Just missing out the top three for me is... Deadpool, the Merc with a Mouth first standalone film, is a really commercial movie with people actually forgetting it is a superhero movie because it is so bloody and badass. Ryan Reynolds excels in the role of Deadpool with his performance, so really grabbing audiences and every single scene he absolutely owned. The jokes at their own studio, the jokes about Green Lantern. You know, and Ryan Reynolds' career, all them advertisement things, that it only does right, and I and I personally think that it is an absolute change of pace, change of direction for the X Men films, and they understood that if they didn't get that one right, 
then we could then that could have been so much trouble not only for them but also for ryan reynolds and superhero films sorry ryan you did well and i love you to pieces if you are listening of course entering the top three for me is deadpool 2 the merc with a mouth sequel is actually on par with the first film but i thought certain elements was so cool because it did not underdevelop and it did not have that sort of sequel stereotype so for me it has to go one higher more excitement and action uh, with writers giving Reynolds quirky and thoughtful breaking dialogue that was so entertaining Brolin was good as well I was happy that a villain sort of worked with the hero and how he sort of was basically so annoyed um, and K- and having Deadpool interact with other mutants I think was a great idea sort of introducing their own idea but still sort of picking jokes at the other X-Men films um, I think the massive hype probably looked at it and thought oh really but absolutely fantastic film and once again if somebody says do you want to watch Deadpool 2 I go absolutely just missing out on the top two is x-men days of future past the second film in the rebooted series is one of the best but yet confusing x-men movies brian singer's return is a great decision as he fantastically directed the two time zones and didn't make it difficult to understand didn't make it conflicting in their ideas but they just said here's one time zone here's another how do they link together but we know what to do um the list of mutants is kept to a minimal giving an audience a chance to watch their favorite mutants and sort of seeing that time difference was fantastic peter dinklage was also a nice addition inside of this film and again it centers on wolverine if you want to make money you've got to get wolverine in your film and be a part of that and to be fair that's what brings it in and it's such a good entertaining film but at number one is logan the concluding film for hugh jackman after 17 years of playing the character it's one of the best superhero films of recent times yes i said that taken out of all the action and putting some true emotion and you have what Mangal wanted Jackson Stewart was so good as they delivered a more adult appropriate X-Men installment it was the Wolverine film to remember and if you think about films that are not part of the MCU not part of the DCEU then you've got to put Logan up there you've got to put the Dark Knight trilogy up there as some of the best superhero films because we are living in a renaissance of them now and that one delivers on all cylinders and it is my favourite X-Men film and one which I see no fault in so that is it for the ranking of all 13 X-Men movies like I said uh, this is not the correct list it is just my list a lot of you guys will probably have conflicting ideas and thoughts about that ranking and where i put people but you've got to keep the res- keep uh it to a minimum be be respectful like i'll be respectful of yours and hopefully we can start a fantastic um discussion about these films because there are a lot of discussion to have if you want to do that frc underscore podcast is my official instagram where you will also find out where i uh, will be what podcast will be coming up this week via the podcast plan so make sure you check that out and make sure you favorite and follow over here so you never miss an upload 
also this is the first podcast that I can say that we've earned another 100 views and now my total goes up to 1100 and that is absolutely fantastic so thank you very much to all of you for that for that recent success I really really appreciate it and I hope that these podcasts will be uh, entertaining as we are of course living in a very very uh, troubled time at the moment I don't know what my next podcast will be about but there'll be something that you love see you in a bit